Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella. So go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is Sode number 131. The Does anyone remember in 2014 when Brant Snedeker hit golf balls for charity at halftime at the Titans game and some dude had to go run and pick up the balls but slipped like an idiot and fell on one of the Bridgestone greens and the stadium laughed at him? That idiot was me, Alan Bell of Sodes. <laughs> <laughs> that one was actually submitted uh, via Eldon English, Shrike113 on Twitter, uh, a a huge tupper for this podcast. Uh, he literally just quote tweeted Alan Bell's tweet and just said, how about this for a so title? And you know what? To me, I felt like it was funny enough uh, to make this week's so title. So uh, that is this week's so title number 131, Jack. I love Titans Lance and if but if Alan Bell wasn't so great at everything involving gambling he would make for a great game day host wouldn't he Yeah if you need Alan Bell to be an in-game host if you need him to be uh, a a to host a show online where he gives you gambling picks if you need him to officiate your wedding Alan Bell can do it all I I can't say enough good things about Alan Bell he, but he also Alan Bell, probably the only, probably the most likely of all of our uncles on this podcast uh, to wake up one Sunday morning to the news that he got like a DUI. <laughs> <laughs> no, AB, you know, AB's not making bad decisions out there. You can't be making bad decisions and be good at gambling. But I, I will Man. say to, to that point, <laughs> I would love to get a beer with Alan Bell. I would, too. I would, too. I love me some Alan Bell. Uh, if you want to submit a so title for next week, just tweet at us with something obscure about the Titans, and we'll name the so that and give you credit. So at Titan Up Pod on Twitter, just tweet at us some so titles. And with the season starting, look, there's going to be a lot of new listeners back joining us in the fray this week because it is game week. It is uh, the NFL season is officially upon us. So, look, if you're new to us, since we started these new so titles, you need to tweet at us at tighten up pod, just something ridiculously obscure. And if it's funny enough, it will be a so title. Um, we've got a great sode lined up for you. Literally, this sode is just around to get you hyped. I came out of uh, my vacation uh, to to bring this episode. That's how how much I want you to know how important this week is, how important this sode is. All right. I, I, I feel like we owe it to you, the Tuppers, who have bared with us through this offseason to get you some great content, and that's what we are going to try and do. I'm literally holding a microphone in a guest bedroom of the condo I'm staying in with my family this week, uh, 
and uh, they have cleared out of the condo just so I could have good sound for this this podcast. A lot of lot of things have gone into this episode, but we're doing it because we're so damn hyped for this season. So, but before we get into all of the things that we're going to talk about, Harold Landry, Josh Gordon, some uh, we we're going to predict some headlines. Before we get into all of that, let's first get a word from Relax the Back. You know I love my people over at Relax the Back, especially CEO Glenn Word. And actually, if you go into Relax the Back over in Green Hills, you'll find out that they have renovated their office. That's right. They've got everything on display. We're talking about those chairs that fight your neck and back pain. They keep you comfortable and upright to improve posture and help you feel better long term. Go check that out if you're sitting up at work all day. And then look, hey, if if you struggle with sleep, if you wake up with a sore neck, a crick in your neck, maybe a stiff back, try out a Technogel or a Tempur-Pedic pillow and mattress. I'm telling you, these things are like clouds. Technogel is a newer technology that keeps your pillow cold at night. They've also got zero gravity mattresses and recliners uh, to relax in at your own home. So go check them out at 2020 Glen Echo Road in Nashville, Tennessee. It's in Green Hills, right by Hillsborough High School. And if you're unable to get there in person, you can still check them out online where they'll have plenty of great deals available for you guys at stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville. Get to feeling better today. When you go in and you see Glenn, make sure to tell him that A to Z Sports sent you. With all that said, let's talk Titan. I hear the train a coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm sucking. What is up, Flameheads? Welcome into the Titan Up podcast today. Is September 7th, 2022. We've made it through the deserted, endless void known as the NFL offseason. Our 33-week hiatus from Titans football is over. The incessant noise of dumb offseason topics are finally gone. No more deep-sea fishing Celsius energy drink tweets. No more A.J. Brown deleted tweets. No more whining about draft night trades. No more complaining over who's mentoring who. No more speculating over asthma and oxygen vapes. We're done with the pizzeria analogies, fabricated gronk rumors, and stadium in Yelp reviews. Because football is here. If your heart isn't racing for the 2022 season, consult a physician because you've probably flatlined or quite possibly You don't have one. I am on vacation this week and I'm taking time out of my time with my family at the beach for this podcast. One, because I love you all, each and every Tupper. Two, because I owe it to each and every one of you who have stuck with us through this offseason. And three, because it's time for 22, both the season and the running back with that number. If you're not hyped for the start of 22 and the return, of 22. I don't know what to tell you. The NFL season is finally here. So forget the drama, strap in, dig your fingers in the dirt and let's roll with whatever 11 Mike Rabel rolls out there. We did last year and it led to the number one overall seed in the AFC. And this year, the road to the Lombardi, a prize no one in America outside of the 615 thinks the Titans have a chance to win starts on Sunday. So everyone, tighten the hell up. 
It's Giants hate week, baby. I'm fired Let's up. Let's go. Football is back. Football is back, Jack. Man, I've missed it. You know, the preseason's fun, and we had some storylines to kind of keep our eyes on, but this is what we've all waited for. This is what we've I... waited for since mid-January. I mean, we've got to get that sour taste of that disgusting Bengals loss out of our mouths. And who better right. to do it against than the lowly New York Giants? Jack, we went through seven stages of grief through 33 weeks of the offseason. And it was a wild ride, an up and down ride. And I remember thinking immediately after the Titans lost, I remember thinking my biggest issue with them losing was, man, that's like three more weeks of content that Jack and I have to figure out what to do during the off season. <laughs> that was like, like, yeah, I was like sad. Like, yeah, Titans lost. I wanted them to win to roll. They had their best chance in years. Oh, sure. Yada, yada, yada. But like, I was like, what the hell are we going to do for th that's almost a month's worth of extra content that we had to put together that did not involve Titans football. And Jack, somehow we did it. I don't know how. And, and many would probably say we weren't good at it, which I, I look, I'll, I'd be right there to agree with you, but we did it. And, and I'll, I can't believe we're now on the outside of that dark tunnel and we are looking at the bright shining light of NFL football. I'm so happy. And this Thursday night game is a perfect way to get it started with the bills and the Rams. The only downside of that Thursday game is the bills who the Titans face in week two on Monday night football are going to get a couple extra days of rest. Why yeah, they, uh, before they host the Titans? So, but it's early in the season. Everybody's well rested. Mostly everybody's healthy, although the Wednesday news dump was not positive for the Titans this past week. No, you're right. And it, the Wednesday news dump fell on a Thursday uh, this week um, with the news of our beloved, a guy coming off of his the best season of his career, Mr. Harold Landry. Torn ACL out for the year. Um, Jack, this one stings because literally when you think about this Titans defensive line and look, not the Titans defensive line is probably the unit on this squad that is getting the least amount of attention that is that probably deserves the most. Mm -hmm. Like they're, they're probably the most underrated uh, part of this of this team. And you would think like coming off their last game, literally together, they had nine sacks in a playoff game. You would think that would like maybe turn heads coming into this season, but no people are still undervaluing this unit. And I think that they've only gotten stronger over the off season, but with the loss of Harold Landry, a guy who uh, was literally just dominant for you, that really stings. And that, that puts a huge dent in what you thought was going to be one souped up ride for this season. Yeah, no, you're totally right. It sucks. I mean, it, it's a total kick in the stomach. Harold Landry was a guy who was the anchor of that defensive line. You know, the last three years, Harold Landry has 26 and a half sacks. That's 11th in the NFL. Okay. But it gets more impressive than that, right? Harold Landry isn't just a sack specialist. He doesn't come on the field in passing situations to go get the quarterback. He also leads edge rushers over the last three seasons in tackles. The entire NFL. I'm talking about guys like Hassan Reddick, DeForest Buckner, Aaron Donald, T.J. Watt, Shaq Barrett, they're all behind Harold Landry in tackles from the edge position. He's not a sack. He's not a sack dominant player. He's obviously, you know, got range there and, and helps out in the run game. But it's his availability that has been, I guess, taken for granted 
by Titans fans over the last handful yeah. of years. He played 90% of the defensive, defensive snaps last year, 94% of the snaps in 2020, 86% in 2019. The guy doesn't come off the field ever. He doesn't get tired. He's like Kevin yeah, he's like the, yeah, he's the anti-Jadavian uh, Clowney in that fact. Uh, I Harold Landry, and th- the thing, too, to point out is, like, he's gotten better every year. He's gotten better every season as a Titan and, and which, which sucks because you can only imagine what he was getting ready to produce this year uh, being, you know, if he was fully healthy, that would have been, I mean, he would have been a terror, especially with every year. And, and this is like my one silver lining. I'm, I'm telling myself to get me through this like morning period, but big Jeff Simmons, we know is like the, the forefront of, that defensive line. He's the Aaron Donald for the Titans. He is the guy who is going to, to command the most attention from offensive line units. I'm hoping, and this is, this is no joke. I'm, this is literally just me speaking off the cuff, trying to, I'm, I'm going through the seventh stage of grief with Harold Landry right now. I'm hoping that someone can step into that Harold Landry role and like, I'm, how am I, how do I want to say this big Jeff Simmons to me commands so much attention to where anyone who steps up into that Harold Landry role will have that same amount of success. Now, is that unlikely? Yes, very much so. But that's what I keep telling myself just to kind of help me cope with this. You know, like it's a, it's a plug and play kind of like we saw last year with the offense, you know, where guys went injured guys, guys came out. And other guys stepped into the role and they still, I don't want to call it success, but they, they, they kept the, the train on the tracks. I'm hoping that, which this defensive line is much stronger than the offense was last year. And as much, it's the strongest unit on the field. You're right. So to get someone to come in and come in and fill in because big Jeff commands so much attention, someone else will be able to have a lot of success on that edge rushing position. And it's going to be a couple of guys that's, you know, are, are are the are the people to kind of you know right. be the Harold Landry band aid for the lack of a right. better term? It's going to be Rashad Weaver, who's flashed in the last two preseasons, suffered a bad injury last season, missed the whole year. Um, Ola Adani, the other guy, came from Pittsburgh, does most of his damage on special teams, but he had two and a half sacks last year for the Titans. They've both shown flashes, and they don't have neither of them have to go out there and, and finish with a, with ten sacks on the season. If each of those dudes can find a way to get five sacks apiece, right? That's making up for what Harold Landry's lost for. And you, you can't you can't replace Harold Landry. I mean, Bud Dupree's performance is going to be impacted because Harold Landry had 12 sacks last year. They got to pay attention to him. And that, that you know, that doesn't really free up Bud Dupree now. Uh Danico Autry, who plays right next to Harold Landry, they're going to be able to focus more on him. So whoever steps in, whether it's Weaver, Adani, or a combination of the two they're going to have to command some respect over there to free up the more talented players on, on the defensive line. And this is another problem. The secondary Kevin Byard had his best season probably in the NFL uh, last year and he cemented himself as at least a top two safety. And he's probably not number two. The defensive line played a big part in that to getting the getting to the quarterback, making them make bad decisions, make them make quick decisions um, which not all quarterbacks in the NFL can do successfully. You, you've got a young cornerback duo, trio, uh, really foursome back there. Elijah Molden, Caleb Farley, Roger McCreary, and Christian Fulton 
all really young. So this defensive line is going to have to figure it out, and they're going to have to do it on the fly. I, I I don't think that this like you know this injury doesn't make the Titans any you know, you know any worse. How do I say this? This injury doesn't really make the Titans you know a, a distant second to the Colts in the AFC South. It hurts absolutely. It hurts. But this system we figured out last year. I mean, there's a lot of guys on that defense that can step up and make plays when you need them to. It's just this year, it's going to be two guys who we haven't seen do that a whole bunch on Sundays on the defensive side of the ball in Weaver and Adani. Well, if you remember on cut day too, this the, the Titans like had what like seven defensive linemen left on the roster. Uh, it, it was it was their, I think the most guys at at one position they had left on their roster, and part of me was like, man, why, why are they keeping so many defensive line? But, th- but then part of me was like, actually, you know what? I'm okay with it because of the heavy rotation that they use. And that is needed at that position group and how the importance of that position group. Hey, Hey, I don't know if you know this or not, Jack, the game is one in the trenches, you know, and I don't know if people <laughs> are talking about it, but the, the game of football one in the trenches. So if you can have a strong defensive line unit, and we know that the Titans do, then that's only going to be beneficial. And I, and with look, if you're going to keep more guys on the, on the roster, then if a Harold Landry goes down next man up, next that's, man up, that's what they've been preaching for the last year. Plus after using, what was it over 90 different players last season. And that's what Kevin Byard said. Kevin Byard was asked and he's like, man, this Landry I mean, it's kind of shocking. Like, that's a guy we thought we'd have the entire year. And that's a guy who, you know, is, is likely to make another Pro Bowl if he's healthy. That doesn't happen. You got to figure out an answer. I, Bud Dupree's got to have a big year this year. He had, a, he had a lackluster year last year. He was dealing with some injury stuff. That's all right. This year, Bud Dupree has to be that Bud Dupree that the Titans are paying all this money to. Jeffrey Simmons yeah. has to take another step forward. I know it's tough. He's already pretty high. You know, you know his game's at a very high level right now. He's got to take another step. Danico Autry, he's got to fill in. So it's not just Weaver and Adaney, but those other guys on this defensive line, which is a top 10 defensive line in the NFL. They've got to take a they've got to elevate their game just a touch. And that way, you know, there, there won't be a whole you know decline in production throughout this season when it comes to sacks, when it comes to tackles. So that's what I expect to see. The other silver lining I look at when this whole situation, um, it, it, you know, a lot of times around uh, around the draft and with around free agency, we always talk about NJ Rob, we trust. Well, I, I think a lot of trust needs to go into the head coach as well, Mike Frable, because this guy has proven time and time again that like it's like and, and I kind of said it there in my open. It doesn't matter what 11 you roll out there on the field. If Mike Vrabel is wearing the headset, you know that they're going to be a tough out uh, whether no matter who they're playing this team plays this team played their best football against literally the best teams in the nfl last season the their best football when when derrick henry went down they put together one of their best games uh, of this season against the rams on sunday night in la so like whatever look th- this team is just like it's built different and it starts from the top down with the head coach. And I, I just think that whoever's put in there, they're going to be coached up. Well, they're going to be they're They're going to elevate their game. Just what Vrabel uh, instills in these guys. And I know that sounds very hokey, but I, I firmly believe it. Like, I feel like, you know how like, like Patriots fans, like during their big run, they never had to worry about if their coach was going to be out schemed or anything like that. Oh yeah. Like, 
they had that confidence in their head coach. I have that. I have a, a similar confidence in Vrabel uh, to like, no matter who you roll out there, they're going to be coached up and they're going to play hard nosed, tough nosed uh, football. And I, I don't know. I'm just, I, just I, that, that that's, that's how I'm coping with this loss. Of it's just unfortunate that it happens, you know, a week before the season gets going. You hate that it happens in general, but this late, right, right. You, you know, in the process of the offseason, there aren't too many options on the free agent market. I mean, I've been hearing names like JPP, who is on the wrong side of 30. He He's almost 35. D Ford's another guy from Kansas City. You remember him? Um, 30, Derek 35. Wolf, there, there's... Is, <laughs> you, ask him, you ask him how many, uh, you ask him how old he is, and he just holds up both hands. <laughs> <laughs> but there aren't many talented edge rushers out there on the free agent market. So John Robinson's in a tough spot. I think they're going to roll with what they have in house and um, we'll see. I hope it works. You know, the, the week one's going to be a big test because then you've got Josh Allen, who's really difficult to contain. You need a strong pass rush for stationary quarterbacks. Like you'll see in Matt Ryan in the division. So they, they've yeah. got to figure that part out. And like you'll see on Sunday with Daniel Jones. Um, yeah. Well, if Daniel Jones does get out and run, you know he can be uh, tackled by the twenty yard line. So <laughs> get there. Titans will always uh, have all defenders out there against Daniel Jones. So. <laughs> um, which real quick before we get to Josh Gordon, um, I, and I know I brought this up in a previous podcast, Jack, but man, alive, I can't get over this fact. Like the NFL did us absolutely no favors with this schedule. Uh, I don't know who we pissed off at the league offices, but on September 11th, we're going to be the ones to try and take New York down. Like we have to be the ones rooting against New York on nine 11. Are you kidding me? Like I, I'm going to feel like such a dick. It, never forget Austin. You, you, you've got to pay homage to those we lost on nine 11, but you know, the giants hopefully lose on nine 11 as well, but not in that way. You know, it, like that, like literally like on a, a day of remembrance for that entire city, like for the entire country, really like nobody's going to be rooting for Tennessee on, yeah, you know, like Austin, you say like us against the world. It's like, yeah, I get it. It's us against the world on, on Sunday, but we're playing the New York on nine 11. Half the players out there now weren't even in like kindergarten when that happened. <laughs> so I don't know how much of, uh, how, you know, how much they remember from that event. So, I don't know. All right. We'll see. It's an okay. it's an emotional. So you're saying you're your saying never never forget probably. until the uh, until the players are are not old enough to remember. Yes. So you're saying sometimes forget. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying they sometimes <laughs> forget because of when they were born. Never forget. All right. The Titans made uh, I, I guess a signing over the uh, over the the last like week or so, uh, bringing in a familiar face. A, well, familiar face if you're an NFL fan, because this guy has made headlines just about the last, uh, basically every season he's been in the league, he's made headlines. It seems like Josh Gordon is a Tennessee Titan. Jack, this is like, this is so on brand with the Tennessee Titans. It hurts. Like, it's like, it's so painfully, it's like Urkel saying, you know, did I do that? That is the <laughs> Titans signing Josh Gordon. <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't enough with Andre Johnson, with Randy Moss, with Julio Jones last year, why not bring Josh Gordon in? But Josh I, Gordon this, it isn't like over the hill like those guys were. No. He's, he's no. only 31, and he's only played in like, what is this, 
75 games, 75 games. That's all he's played in the NFL. He spent the whole time suspended. I mean, yeah, seriously, right. this guy doesn't have a lot of mileage for being 31 in the yeah. NFL. Only, only 75 games out of a possible 420. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's it's a low risk signing, right? The Chiefs decided to move on from him, and you know I think they've just got younger guys who you know they're looking for in the, the future. Chiefs' wide receiver core is so deep. Yes, very they deep. they somehow lost Tyreek Hill and got got a deeper wide receiver core. And right now, Josh Gordon's just on the practice squad. Like Cody Hollister's on the active roster. They've got they they've got they're going to have some time to bring Gordon along in the offense and get him comfortable in there before they throw him out there on Sundays. But let's not forget. Okay, and I know that everybody's been hearing that whatever radio shows, whatever TV shows you like to watch, they talked about Josh Gordon and what he did in 2013. 1,646 receiving yards, led the NFL, averaged 117 yards per game. Uh, Josh Gordon in 2013 was a monster. Now we're a long ways from that, but just to remind you how far removed we are from 2013, I brought a few fun facts, Austin. Oh, here we go. Here we go, folks. Buckle in. In 2013, the number one song on Billboard was Thrift Shop by Macklemore. Oh, hell yeah. Macklemore making a little bit of a comeback. Hey, so, man, so is Josh Gordon. Argo won Best Picture, and before you ask, no, I have not seen it. Ben Affleck, directed by Ben Affleck, also making a comeback. Look, this I like how this is stacking up. Traylon Burks was entering eighth grade at 13 years old. Okay, I got nothing for that one. Lance Armstrong came out to Oprah Winfrey as a dope. Came out. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, when did Lance Armstrong come out? No, but if if blood doping was gay, Lance Armstrong would be James Charles. Um, oh, yeah, he'd be the Billy Eichner. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick led the Titans in passing. Bernard wow. Pollard, Uncle Bernard Pollard, led the team in tackles. Oh, nice. A gallon of gas costs three dollars and eighty cents, and Ryan hey. Tannehill was the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. Obviously, playing for the Dolphins, <laughs> so not everything has changed, <laughs> but most things have changed. Hey, gas is going down again. Gas is going down again. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, so look, you, what do you say? Time is a flat circle. You know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Exactly. Maybe, maybe Josh Gordon still has that 2013 left in him. You know. You want you want to talk about never forgetting. I'm ne I'm gonna never forget 2013, and I'm gonna hope that Josh Gordon can somehow bring some of that magic back to the Titans. That would be lovely, wouldn't it? I'm not expecting 1,600 receiving yards from Josh Gordon because, quite frankly, quite frankly, I think if you had you know Stephen Stephon Diggs, if you had Cooper Cup, you know the best receivers in the game. I don't think any of them touch 1,600 yards in this particular offense with Derrick Henry in the backfield doing most of the work. But what I, what I want to expect is what Julio Jones gave the Titans last year, right? And I know it was frustrating for Julio Jones. The expectations were a lot higher for Julio than they are for Josh Gordon. Sure. But in 10 games, Julio Jones totaled 434 receiving yards, just one touchdown, uh, caught 31 balls. I think that that's in the realm of possibility for Josh Gordon. If Josh Gordon can eclipse 400 yards receiving, I think the Titans' return on investment is pretty strong here, considering – they're paying next to nothing for the guy. I like this for the Titans, though. I like this. I feel like the Titans are kind of learning from past mistakes. You know, you bring in 
a Randy Moss. Obviously, there's going to be some buzz there. You bring in uh, a Julio Jones. There's going to be some buzz there. There's going to be some expectations. But if you bring in a big-name guy who hasn't been a big name for a while, there's no expectations there. So anything he produces is going to be great. If Josh Gordon comes out and catches, you know, two balls for, I don't know, 27 yards, that's 27 yards more than I expect out of Josh Gordon this season. <laughs> True. That's a good like, So I'm just saying, like, maybe John Robinson is, like, figuring it out. Like, oh, this is what I need to do. I, like, get a big-name guy with very little expectation out of them and let's see what we can do there you know like why buy the why buy the uh i was gonna make a bad like used car analogy but i got nothing um but they're not buying high on josh gordon they're buying very low on him very low right it's like yeah it's like uh it's like buying uh you know like if you bought stock right now in the company tie that made beanie babies you know it's like you're not expecting that stock to go up but what let's say tie comes out with the next great you know, advancement or Beanie Babies come back in style. You're going to ride that stock to the top. Yeah, or just army of Reddit investors decide to take your stock to the moon like they did GameStop. Yeah, exactly. 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 But if if it doesn't go anywhere, eh, that's fine. You know, you're at what, 27 cents a share? You know, like that's... but Gordon, Gordon has done some things, you know, since he was suspended for those two years in 2015 and 2016. I, I thought he had a bit of a resurgence with New England, um, 720 yards with them in just 11 games in that 2018 season. Right, right. Like, like he showed some stuff there. Last year, he, he only caught five passes for 32 yards and a touchdown. But uh, I do think that the Titans will have a role for him sometime. Um, maybe it's not in the first – five or six games, but again, that week six by coming early, yeah, you, don't, right, you right. don't love it for just, you know, the guys that are going to be burned out by the time the season's coming down to the, to the wire. But when you're trying to implement a guy like Josh Gordon, when you're trying to bring Caleb Farley and Roger McCreary, who's going to start at CB2, when you've got young guys up front, like NPF, who's starting at right tackle, you're going to figure out your left guard situation. So by the time that, that, that buy in week six rolls around, Hopefully you, you've started to figure more things out about your team. Hopefully you're be, you're able to use these guys like Josh Gordon, figure out a way for them to contribute in the, uh, you know, with this team. I, I expect to see Josh Gordon play 10 games this year for the Titans. I think 10 games is a fine prediction, right? I, what he can do in those 10 games. I don't know how much he'll be out there. Maybe it's 10, 20, 30 snaps a game on offense, but having a guy who is talented, like we know Josh Gordon is talented. We just don't yeah, right. know what he's got left in his tank right now. So uh, yeah. you know, I like the move. I, I think that it's John Robinson's duty to, you know, turn over every rock to pot, to, to make this roster as, as good as he possibly can. I think signing Josh Gordon was a great move. I, I'm, I'm excited about it. I know a lot of people yeah. out there saying, oh, it's Josh Gordon. He's had so many chances and he's blown it. The dude just smoked a little weed. I mean, come on. Like, he's not a bad guy or anything. He just likes to smoke weed. And now that they're not testing anymore, right, they probably still test Josh Gordon now. Yeah. I, yeah. I just don't think it's – you know, even if he doesn't play a snap, you, you you lose nothing by having Josh Gordon on the team. Right. Weed, weed will be legal for, like, three seasons, and they'll still be testing Josh Gordon. <laughs> they'll test uh, Josh Gordon after he retires. I also like, and this is like my petty mind thinking. I also like the fact that he came straight from the Chiefs. It's like, oh hey, what'd you learn in that Andy Reid offense? You know, maybe, maybe, maybe share that at the lunch table yeah, at, uh, at Titans hurt. facility. You know, 
That's a good point. All right. Well, Jack, uh, you know, we're making, we're making some bold predictions for the 2022 season. Um, you know, we're, we're basically predicting 2013 all over again, uh, in terms of Josh Gordon, not in terms of the Titans. Cause that was an awful season for the Titans. Uh, we are, we're, uh, we thought, you know, Hey, going into the first week of the season, let's do, let's, let's play a little prediction game. Let's predict some headlines that we're going to see in this 2022 season. Okay. Because if we hit these nails on the head, you better believe we're going to plaster these things all over social media. And we're going to, we're going to revert back to these and we're going to be like, Oh yeah, we literally called that on September 7th, uh, September 6th when we recorded it, but September 7th with those headlines. And then we're just going to, we're going to freaking, we're going to just you're never going to hear the end of it from us. We're going to be like, yeah, we predicted that. And if somebody so, copies our headlines, then we all get to jump in their mentions and say, as first reported by Titan Up Podcast. So that, yeah, yeah, you're right. If these, well. if these, if these ever come to fruition, you can say we broke the news first uh, before the season even started. So, Jack, do you want to go? Let's go back and forth. We got it. We each got a couple of head, headlines. Um, I'll go ahead and start. Uh, but this is basically. Uh, Headlines that we predict to see in the Tennessean or a to Z sports.com, wherever, wherever you may see, wherever you get your headlines this is where, what you'll probably read as the season at some point in the season. My first headline Titans fans boo Ryan Tannehill after second interception of game. <laughs> I mean, let's that's almost a guarantee that we know it's going to happen. And if you're one of those people, you suck. Uh, but you know, we just know it's going to happen. It's don't boo Tannehill after two picks. There's going to be every quarterback in the NFL is going to have a two pick game this year. Right. Oh yeah. It's it's going to be, it's not early because he'll catch the boo birds. Right. Right. I'm hoping his first two pick game isn't until like week 13 or something, yeah, that would be nice. uh, but it's going to be the people in like the Malik Willis jerseys that are booing the loudest. You know it because they're oh, like, totally. I want the return on my investment. <laughs> All right. Here's my first one. Titans cut Dylan Radins after Mike Vrabel dominates him in warmups. <laughs> you know how Vrabel likes to put the pads on. He's got that, oh, big, yeah. that big chest protector. He likes to get out there and get his hands on some of these guys. I think yeah. Mike Vrabel dominates Dylan Raiden so bad in one pregame warm-up that the Titans just have to get rid of the guy. Wow, wow. And then and then the follow-up headline is like, uh, Vrabel becomes first player coach since 1951. <laughs> A full-on full Jackie like, Moon situation. Yeah, he just like, he's like, you know what? I, I kicked Raiden's ass. I still got something left of the thing. He goes in. Yeah, he hey, you need concussion to, protocol after the first week. You need somebody to fill in for Harold Landry. How about Mike Vrabel goes out there and throws the pads back? Hey, I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. That's the one great thing about having a former player as your head coach. It's like, you know he could kick ass <laughs> if, he, if he wanted to. Um, my next one. Taylor Lewan expletive laden rant and post game presser leaves league questioning a suspension. <laughs> and you know, this is the problem with not having a Twitter account. You know, it's like, maybe that's, that's the point of the season where we're like, maybe Taylor should have just kept his Twitter account. You, you know, think it's going to be bottled up in him and he's just going to explode. Yeah. After again. He doesn't have that outlet to voice, you know, like how's he going to apologize to Chandler Jones? You know, like, I, I don't know if he, He's just going to, he's going to have it all pent up and he's going to release one day after a Paul Kaharski question and he's going (laughs) to let it spew. It would be after a PK question. All right, here's my next one. Colts linebacker changes name for second time after Derrick Henry stiff arm. 
<laughs> hey, you are you. <laughs> I don't know if he's got another middle name, but he's gonna change it to something else after Derrick Henry's finished with them this year. You know how like there's those like signs in your mom's like kitchen that like in the, it. As for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me in this podcast, we will call him Darius. Okay, <laughs> you will always be Darius Leonard in our opinion. Um, you and nothing will ever will ever. It doesn't matter how many times you change your name, dude. You're you're Darius, you nerd. Uh, okay, Derek Henry to miss time after tearing his Achilles six games ago. <laughs> if Derek Henry, look, I'm just saying, if Derek Henry gets injured, it, it will find out about it like a month and a half later. Playing on like two torn ACLs, still running for yeah. over 150 yards against the Texans and Jags. Right. He's going to put up he, there will be a game against the Jaguars where he where he puts up over 150 yards and he had, will have done it on like a broken fibula. <laughs> I think Derrick Henry in a wheelchair could still pick up like 85 on 20 carries <laughs> against Jacksonville. I think he's right. good. And that's without a wheelchair accessible stadium. You know, like, like <laughs> they, he would still find a way to get yards. Yeah, instead of going to practice, he just he just wheels up the ramps the whole day for 2 hours. Okay, here's my next one. Randy Bullock enters MVP race after eight game-winning field goals in first 10 games. Oh, I love that. Randy was know, hitting a bunch of game winners last year. Dude, you know with this Tennessee Titans team, like that's probably the most realistic. Like that's the most possible headline that can come about. What was it? Eight eight in the first 10 games? Eight in the first 10. He's going to hit eight game winners in the first 10 games, and he's going to be an MVP candidate. I think there's only been one kicker to win the MVP. And the guy yeah. like made all of his kicks, but one, and it was back when they were like kicking barefoot or something. Yeah. I think he was like a Brown or a jet or something like back in like the, yeah. Like the sixties or something. That would make sense. Yeah. Um, I like that. And, and you know, the two games that he didn't hit the game winner for those will be two losses to like the Texans and, you know, uh, I don't know who, who's a crappy team that the tides up on their schedule. Uh, the, the, the Washington commanders, uh, commanders. Yeah. Speaking of the commanders, Mark Mosley was the place kicker to win the NFL MVP award. Um, let me figure out what year that was. Um, hmm, Mark Mosley. I'm not sure what year it was. Oh man. If Randy Bullock, cause you know, the NFL, like the, the internet would take that and run with it. I don't think, I think NFL writers would be too pretentious to ever name a kicker an MVP. Obviously they're too pretentious to name a running back an MVP as we learned two seasons ago. Uh, but I think that would be hilarious. That would just be hilarious internet content for uh, so, like the NFL getting behind a kicker for MVP. And it was 1982. Mark Mosley with the Washington commanders went 20 of 21. Um, his long was 48 yards and he kicked, oh, yeah, toe, and he kicked toe first. And didn't he miss? I think he missed like three extra points. That he missed season. three extra points. It was sixteen for yeah. nine extra points. And he was still named MVP. <laughs> uh, that that is phenomenal. The missed three extra points fun. and a and a field goal in the season and was still MVP. The kicking game has definitely come a long way. NFL writers would name a kicker MVP just to not name Derrick Henry MVP. That's true. Uh, T Rack arrested after racy photos was with bachelorette party go viral. <laughs> oh, i think we that one's just a that one's i honestly i'm surprised that one hasn't happened yet yeah it's it's been a long time coming t-rack deserves to to have a little fun out there on broadway i could see him doing that 
Uh, I have two more. Do you have any more? Are you out? Um, I've got one more. Okay. Nissan Stadium sod gets thrown in the face of QB in viral moment for the Texans. Oh, I love that. I think I somebody's just going to, after sacking Davis Mills, it may be Jeff Simmons. They've been talking crap to him all game. Just takes a chunk out of the 50-yard line at Nissan, throws it right in, right in Davis Mills' face. I and can that's, see that's that. Remember, like the oh man, the Texans aren't winning a game this year, are they? Remember, was it the SEC championship game like a, a number of years ago where like the sod, like the 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 turf came up and they had to come out and fix it, and they had the guy the guy went viral for like fixing the 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 turf by like pouring that like those pebbles into the turf. Do you remember oh, like the, like the tire fragments or whatever they use? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like it was like an, I want to say it was an SEC championship game, and like the the guy became like a meme or whatever, just because he like, he ran out there and like, that was his job was to fix the, the turf I mean, that had popped look, up. Everyone knows that Nissan stadium after a nice rainy Saturday, that, that turf's oh, coming yeah. up. Oh yeah. Oh, or what about like the, the back-to-back games where it's like Titans game, music city bowl, and then like a, a Dell concert and like <laughs> all back to back. And like they, and then they, then they have to like, and then the Titans have to play again on that turf again, where it's literally just like a mud strip down the middle of the field. We, that is the game where a piece of sod will come up and will it's, be chucked in the face. It's always like the second Sunday in November, right? The field's been through yeah. it that year. They had, they had a big oh, yeah. concert or two. Yeah. Then it just all oh, turns to hell. Right. It's like the way you feel after a Thanksgiving dinner. That's the way the Titans sod feels. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, Ryan Tannehill becomes the new face of Celsius energy drink. That one's, that one's pretty much, that's pretty honestly, cool. it's only a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he, if he starts the season hot and maybe, maybe he makes a little pro bowl push, I could see Ooh. Celsius taking him on. You know who else I've seen advertising for Celsius? Who? Uncle NWI. He's been picking up the endorsements lately, by the way. NWI. I, and I've noticed his, his uh, Instagram game picking it up a little bit, yeah. too. I think I think he's realizing, hey, look, I could be a star. I can be a star in this league. And I he think he star. can. Um, Honestly, and and hey, just between you and me, Jack, I hope. All right. Look, if you're a tupper, turn off the podcast right now. Don't listen to this because I don't want to get made fun of for this. Are you about to have an act of treason? No, no, no. I'm about to say. I think Ryan Tannehill is low-key going to have a great season this year. They say like, he's had I am, the best camp he's ever had since he came. I'm low-key looking forward to Ryan Tannehill on two-tone blue. Like, I, like, look, I was very disappointed. I was very frustrated after the Bengals lost. But, like, I almost feel like that is, like, his, like, uh, villain origin story, his superhero origin story. You he, know, like, he... Yeah, he, he, he always plays so level-headed, like, not a ton of emotion. But I yeah. feel like that game gave him a reason to feel a different type of way this season. He he has something to prove. He has something to prove. Loki, my, my Ryan Tannehill take is uh, that Bengals game was Bruce Wayne seeing his parents get shot in the head. Okay. He is going to rise up and he is going to play the way he played after he was signed by Tennessee. When he was signed by Tennessee, he had a lot to prove. He was in a dark place. He left Miami. He was he was ridiculed in Miami. He was basically chased out of town. And he he went through a dark place. And then he rose up and he led this team to a 31 and 13 record. He AFC title in his very first season. I like or AFC title game, I should Almost say. In title. his very first season. Yeah. 
I like he 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 did basically he went above and beyond. He took this franchise to new heights that we hadn't seen since the steaming air days. I think he 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 reached those those the the bowels of his NFL uh, career yet again. And I think he is going to come out laser sharp focus. And from all the reports that you've seen that we, I've seen from camp where he looks really good. Diana Rossini is like, I've never seen Ryan Tannehill look this good. And yeah, it's just practice. I'm not reading into all of that. I'm just thinking from a game point and what I've seen through two seasons already. I think he's going to come out looking really good. Okay. Second That's- season in Todd Downing system. And I know, you know, we've had our issues with Todd Downing system. Believe me. Sure. And those listening, I'm sure you've had the same issues that we've had. But sure. second year in any system, the guy, you know, is more comfortable. Now, I know his weapons may not be just yet, but Ryan Tannehill should feel comfortable. He just has to get that protection up front. My only worry about Ryan Tannehill this year is his protection. Yes, yes, I would I would agree with that. But, however, uh, based off of, like, advanced metrics, nobody in the NFL throws the ball under pressure better than Ryan Tannehill. And that's 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 a fact. So um, that's you know, look, uh, if there's a little pressure in his face, you know, so be it. You know, maybe maybe that'll make him make it make it better. Uh, okay, any all the tuppers that turned off the podcast, you can turn it back on. I just need to have a word aside with Jack. I just needed to get that off my chest. Um, my last headline, Jack. Well, this one's this one's. I mean, I think we kind of all see this one coming. Josh Gordon suspended four games by the league for marijuana again. <laughs> God, I hate you. Why do you? Have I mean, it's, I'm just saying, like, we kind of know, like, it, it comes with the territory, you know? It's like, if, yeah. if, if you hire Gallagher to, to host a corporate event, you got to know he's going <laughs> to smash some watermelons. Okay. <laughs> and if you hire Josh Gordon, you got to know he's going to get suspended for weed at some point. Oh, man. I, I hate to, to admit that that's probably the most likely of them all. But hey, <laughs> he, he's, he's had a clean little stretch here. Andy Reid spoke highly of him. I'm willing to wipe the slate clean for Josh Gordon. All right. Now, before we get to uh, look, it is, it is the first week of the season. So we got to get you hype. And so whenever we need to get you hype, we always turn to our biggest hype, man, the, the hype man we, we know and love the most. Uh, and that is the great one, Mitch T. Ferkins. Um, I, a couple of things in play here. We're recording this ahead of the Mitch T. Ferkins interview. So one, we don't know if, or how many, Bud Light Platinums, he will be deep. Last, The first time we talked to him, he was like nine deep, and it was hilarious. The best. Second time we talked to him, he was as as sober as a, uh, as a pastor on Sunday, and it was not as fun. So we're hoping maybe we can get somewhere there in the middle, um, at, at very least, maybe just like one or two Bud Light Platinums deep. Yeah, I think Mitch actually, at, at the time of the recording right now, we're sitting at 5.08. PM. I think Mitch Ferkins just got off work. I'm actually going to send him. I'm not going to, I'm going to send him a picture of a platinum and I'm going to say, let's start drinking. Okay. It, it, it's going to be like, like just a Google image, right? I'm not going yes, to drink yes. platinums. I'm going to give Mitch Ferkins incentive to get hammered. We'll see him in about two like hours. That. That's uh, a good plan. That's, and that's the kind of prep. That's the extra mile that the Tighten Up podcast goes for uh, with with the prep for their for our podcast. Okay, like we will send our guests vote JPEGs of beer cans just to get them 
just to wet their palate a little bit. It'll be like a, it'll be like a Pavlov's dog. His mouth will start salivating just by looking at that phone. And then he'll, he'll run straight to his fridge, which is, which is definitely placed in his garage and he'll pull it out and he'll reach in there and he'll grab the Bud Light Platinum and he'll start chugging right away. Like that's how you know about Mitch T. Perkins. But also, as I said, I'm on vacation right now and I don't know if I'm going to be there for the Mitch T. Perkins interview. If I'm not, Jack is going to hold the fort down. If I am, great. I am ready to freaking egg this, egg him on and get him going and get him fired up and get you fired up for this week's game against the tight or against the Giants. So there's just a lot left to be known, but you know what? Let's just go ahead and get to it. But before we do, let's first get a word from BetMGM. BetMGM, it's glad to have them back on the podcast. They've got a special offer for you guys today. Place a one-game parlay of four legs or more for any MLB game and get up to $25 back if if your one-game parlay falls just one leg short when you opt into the MLB one-game parlay insurance on the BetMGM app. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 plus, Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from in, from issue, issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. And now let's get a Ricky Burger. Titans fans, we're excited to bring to you guys one of our favorite guests we've ever had. He's come on twice. This is his third appearance. He is the great one. I'll just get right to it. The great one. That's right. We're talking to Uncle King Mitch T. Ferkins. It's opening week, and it just wouldn't be opening week without the great one on the Titan Up podcast. So, Mitch, let me start this off. How are you feeling about week one against the Giants? I'm feeling real good. I'm feeling Derrick Henry's go get at least over 150 rushing yards. And I think Traylon Burks and uh, Woods is going to have a great game, too. If All right, Mitch, 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 come on, man. This is week one of the NFL season. Come on. You are, you are the man. You are, you are known for your hype. You are known for literally ripping your shirt off during games. You're known for getting tattoos on your body, predicting Titans outcomes. Okay, Mitch, I need you. How do you think the Titans are going to do this week? We're going to destroy the Giants. Yes, there it is. That's what we need, Mitch, because you know what? This is we've been waiting a long time. This has been a long offseason, I think, especially for Titans fans, just based off of the offseason that we've had. Trading AJ Brown, all the Ryan Tannehill drama, you know, trailing Burks having asthma, everything. It just feels like it's been one thing after the next. And finally, football is here. What are you going to be doing during the game? What the great one's always doing, drinking beer and getting loud. <laughs> are you going to be in the house? Or are you or are you or are you going to be up in Kentucky? I'm going to be in the Nissan store. I mean, we done got our tickets. We're ready to roll. Hell yeah. Hey, yeah. which Giants are in the most trouble this week? The defense. The defense? The defense think- is in trouble? Because Derek will run them right through the mud. Run them right through the mud? I, I remember – 
Uh, Daniel Jones going to get sent up the Cumberland River? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mitch, I remember one one week you came on here and you you predicted that uh, Derrick Henry was going to run through the Browns' dicks. Do you predict? Do you predict that they will run through? The, he will run through the Giants' dicks this week. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Just one word. Just uh, one word, Mitch. How many? How many? Uh, how many Bud Light Platinums you plan on having on Sunday? What's the over under? At least seven or eight. Just mm-hmm. Bud Light Platinums. I drink them quick. I get loaded real quick. <laughs> real Have you quick. had any tonight? No, no. I'm working this week, so I don't drink during the week when I work. Mm-hmm. Okay, you save it all for Sunday. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Mitch, do you ever do you, do you show up to work on, on Mondays hungover? No, no. I hardly ever have a hangover. Oh, well, that's because you're a pro. Yeah. Mitch, I'm not saying I'm not going to never have a hangover, but. <laughs> maybe, maybe like Mitch, when the Titans beat the Colts, maybe you'll have a hangover that day. Yeah. Yeah. Mitch, if you had to give a give the Titans fans a speech to just fire them up before this game, how would you do it? Yeah, and I and and keep in mind, keep in mind, this is the, this is week one after a devastating playoff loss. We've gone through the the rigmarole of the off season, and now we're ready for twenty twenty two, the year of the king. What do you got, Mitch? The only thing I'm worried about in this opening game is if Ryan Tannehill makes a mistake and they start hauling Willis, 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 Willis. I don't want to hear that, no. Over one little mistake, and I guarantee you that's what they're going to be hollering. And I just just don't want to hear that. What message do you have for the fans who will be chanting Willis if Tannehill throws a pick or two? Are they real Titans fans? I'm just going to be telling them to tighten the hell up. Mm Mm-hmm. Because Tannehill's our quarterback. I mean, if Willis wants to come in, I mean, we're not making the playoffs. That's the bottom line. He's not ready. Willis is not ready. Are you ready, Mitch? Hell yeah, I'm ready. I'm always ready. Always ready. Always ready. Mitch, before we get you out of here, I, I need a game prediction. What's the score? Who's scoring the touchdowns? And who's getting their dicks ran through? Well, the whole defensive line of the Giants is getting their dicks ran through. <laughs> Oh, defense. I'm going uh, um I'm going uh, 27 to 14 Titans win. I got uh, Traylon Birch getting one touchdown and I got Woods getting a touchdown and Derrick Henry getting one touch rushing touchdown and that's, that's what I got for week one. Okay. All right. I like All right. week one prediction. And a couple of Randy Randy Bullock uh Couple of fat Randy field goals, right? Yeah, fat Randy, yeah. Gotta get him in there. All right, Mitch. Well, I, I think everyone's ready for this week one matchup against the Giants. Do you have anything to say before you leave? I will be down at our tailgate starting at 10 o'clock, right there close to uh stadium in where I'm always on the corner, right there firing everybody up. I get out there. So they better be ready for me. I'm gonna be fired up. All right, Mitch. Hey, Mitch, do us a favor. Pour one out for Stadium in uh, before you start your uh, start before you start your marathon. Pour one out for Stadium in, and then also do us one more favor on your way out the door right now. The loudest, loudest, and proudest that you've ever given. I want you get. I want to hear you tell us to tighten the hell up. Tighten the hell up! There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle! 
Tennessee has pulled a miracle. All right. Again, we recorded this ahead of uh, Mitch T. Ferguson's interview, uh, but I just know that that one, that we hit it out of the park with that one. Honestly, Jack. Uh, just tremendous, tremendous work by the great one, as always. You know, they call him the great one for a reason, don't you? Well, he's he's the great one. He's the That's one great. He's, that is, he's, he's the one great. And if you are in the upper decks of uh, Nissan Stadium this Sunday, just uh, just keep an eye out for uh, Mitch T. Ferguson. We've got to protect him at all costs. Yeah. Um, and if he takes his shirt off, follow his lead. Yeah, why not? Why not? Unless you're a lady. In that case, you know. Yeah, if you're a lady, uh, you can keep them on if you want. I'm not here to make your decisions for you, but I hope to see the entire 300 level with their shirts off, rallying behind our, our, our true king, one true king, Mitch T. Ferkins, first of his. Man, I hope, I hope the Titans win on Sunday and don't give us the Arizona Cardinals performance like they did last year. That would be the Titans' luck, where like the Giants, you know, like last year, like the 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 Cardinals took everyone by storm by like starting like 12 and 0. And everyone's like, wow, we're, we did not see this Cardinals team coming. That's going to be like this year's Giants. They're going to be like, wow, we did not see this Giants team <laughs> no coming. Way. They're going to start 12-0, and 0 and they're going to like blow out the Titans 40-12 to 12 in the first game. The Giants don't know it yet, but they want to lose these games to find a quarterback in the draft. They no, don't know it yet, I always, but that's what they want to do. I always like to say, like, look, there's no chance uh, – there's no chance Saquon Barkley does anything against the Titans because – you cannot trust a running back coming off of injury. Uh, but with that said, also, like, Derrick Henry is going to run all over this Giants <laughs> defense. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get to remember the Titan. Um, Jack, uh, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? I'll go first because I forgot about this guy, and I don't know if we actually got to him. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So he's actually – a Nashville native, Austin, and you may have played against him in high school. He went to uh, John Pope John Paul II. It's not Sonny Gray, but it's Golden H. Tate the third. Oh my gosh. Oh, Golden Tate. Golden Tate was last year's Josh Gordon, where it was like, you know, like if he does anything for the Titans, great. If he doesn't, eh, so what? You know, it's it's literally it's my Ty Beanie Baby stock. He was on the practice squad for so long, though, right? Because, you know, no matter who went down at wide receiver, I think everybody on Twitter at one point last year was like, when are they going to bring up Golden Tate? Is Golden Tate ready to go? How does Golden Tate look at practice? I haven't seen him. What does he look like? Is he too old? Is he over the hill? We have nobody left. We might as well bring up Golden Tate. Well, they never did. Golden Tate was signed to the Titans practice squad on November 23rd of 2021 and was released January 4th. 2022 never actually played in a game with the Titans but if that was Golden Tate's you know final hoorah in the NFL it was with the Titans he was drafted by the Seattle Seahawks in the second round of the 2010 NFL draft he made one Pro Bowl it was with the Lions he had a 1300 yard season in 2014 with them he spent five years in Detroit four years in Seattle a couple in New York one in Philly and of course Two months in Tennessee. How could you forget Golden Tate's <laughs> two months with the Titans? Um, interestingly enough, Golden Tate's sister is actually Jalen Ramsey's baby mother. And that led to a fight between Golden Tate and Jalen Ramsey after a game um, in the locker room. Uh, it, it, it's a contentious relationship between the two. And whenever they took the field against each other, there was always you know some extra intensity involved. But Golden Tate made his name with Seattle. 
he he was a part of he was part of those really good Seattle Seahawks teams from 2010 to 2014. He wasn't really the leading receiver, but he was a big time contributor. Then he moved on to to Detroit. Stafford was there. Him and Stafford had a connection. He put up three 1,000-yard seasons in his four years with Detroit. Uh, four and a half years, I guess you could say, with Detroit before he was then moved to Philadelphia. Then 2019 and 2020 played with the New York Giants and obviously last year played with the Titans. Golden Tate's this, this week's Remember the Titan because I don't think we did him properly as we were focused on the playoffs last year by the time they released Golden Tate in early January. So Golden Tate... Here's some. They're not calling it Pope John Paul II anymore either, Austin. I don't know if you knew this or not. It's now oh, wait. Pope. Breaking news. Breaking news. It's now Pope Prep. So Pope Prep. Pope Prep's finest, Golden Age uh, Tate the Third. I don't know if I like that Pope Prep. I mean, not that I like Pope John Paul II because that's just a lot of words. But JP two had a nice ring to it. Yeah, JP two. Yeah, right. You could call it JP two. Like, who are you playing this weekend? Oh, we got JP two, and then oh, we got Father Ryan next week. Yeah, should we're literally only playing Catholic one. people. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. Pope prep though. Pope prep. That's like, I don't know. That just, I don't know. I don't like the alliteration there. I'm a big fan of alliteration most of the time. Not there. Pope prep. Yeah, it pope sounds prep. like you're preparing these kids to be popes. That that is exactly what it sounds like. You know, not everybody like, wants oh, to hey, go into the cloth. Yeah, how much preparation has to go into being the pope? Here's a funny hat. Boom, done. You're the pope. You're like, instantly the pope. Just start speaking Latin and nobody will understand you. And then everybody's like, yeah. oh, this guy's awesome. He speaks Latin and he's the pope. Just start, yeah, just start, just start uh, posing for photos that can become very easy memes on the internet. Yeah. And, and maybe you can even flick some people off in the Vatican because that's happened. That, I love that meme where the pope is like holding up a piece of like bread or something, but it's like, you put the, in that fourth photo, you put like something in there. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I, do. I totally you know that, that, that Pope meme. I love that meme. Uh, all right. Uh, my remember the Titan this week is um, a guy by the name of Joe Terod Bowden. And you're like, Joe Bowden, he played for the Titans. You mean the, the former Florida state head football coach? No, 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 no. Talking about the well, former linebacker. For the Titans, came out of the University of Oklahoma. He was drafted um, in the fifth round of the 1992 NFL draft. He was the 133rd pick overall by the then Houston Oilers. Kind of nice for him because he was from Dallas, Texas. Got to stay in the state, uh, play for Houston. But then, uh, but then the franchise, the Houston Oilers, said, nope, we're moving to Tennessee. And Joe Bowden had to come with them. And Joe Bowden uh, was a part of that Super Bowl team that went to Super Bowl 34. I think we all know about him because it's literally the only Super Bowl team the Titans have had. Uh, he, he regained his starting position in that 1999 season, first season as the Tennessee Titans, when he moved to left linebacker. And then he registered 15 starts, 81 tackles, three and a half sacks, three forced fumbles, and three fumble recoveries and one interception. Man, I love a defense that just creates a ton of turnovers. And Joe Bowden was part of one in that 1999 defense. That was awesome. That was the, that was the year the freak broke out. That whole defense was just clicking on all cylinders. That oh, 13 and three season, that was such a fun season. However, the next season, they signed Randall Godfrey, who we've talked about and has been a, in fact, Joe Bowden may have been a remember the Titan in years past. And if he is, I'm sorry for doing him again. I don't care. Well, I'm doing him again because he deserves to be done again. Randall Godfrey, an, a previous remember the Titan, they signed him in free agency the following season and they drafted Keith Bullock, which is just, that's just tough sledding for Joe. 
poor Joe. He, he became expendable and was not re-signed. And then and he left after starting 84 of 123 regular season games while missing only five games and registering 521 tackles for the Oilers slash Titans. Then he uh, later he was signed by the Dallas Cowboys uh, and played for them. And but then you're like thinking, but are you sure you're not talking about the coach, Joe Bowden? Well, this is where it gets confusing, because after his playing days, he went into coaching. How about that? He held a coaching positions at Oklahoma City High School's Mount St. Mary High School and Edmond Santa Fe High School. Jeez, you want to talk about Pope St. Pope John Paul II school or whatever the heck it's called that with a lot of being wordy these those high schools are wordy days i feel like that just listing the two high schools he's coached at would take up the whole first page of his resume uh in 2017 he was hired as a defensive coordinator and linebackers coach for missouri baptist university shout out mobap and uh he is married to malika welch and they have two daughters sydney and cheyenne and a son jalen who also plays football and is following in the footsteps of his father, Joe Bowden, not the Florida State head football coach. That'll be Bobby. Uh, who... Oh, son of a bitch! I've been saying this whole time. Freaking! <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. The old ball coach. This is, this is vacation brain right here. Yeah, yeah. What if I was like? <laughs> so I was thinking. I was thinking if Joe Paterno and Bobby Bowden had a kid together. Oh man, Joe you gotta, Bowden. Yeah, you got to keep that kid in behind closed doors what you got to do there but yeah joe bowden would <laughs> damn be, it i went through that whole coach just the repercussions that came with it would be severe joe bowden what is the is there someone is there another joe bowden i'm thinking of no just the joe is, budden oh yeah the rapper that's right uh yeah, you know what? That's probably what I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. All right, let me redo my whole uh, remember time. Okay, <laughs> Joe B- Bowden. Uh, no, not the rapper. <laughs> the linebacker for the Oilers. Man, no, we're we're leaving this all in because I'm. Um, that's just what you get. That's the kind of preparation you get with the Titan Podcast, where I make this whole whole shtick about uh, the freaking Florida State head football coach. I and thought I it was can't well even done. Freaking remember the fact. That his name was Bobby Bowden, not Joe Bowden. Sorry, who but cares? he's dead now, right? I, you know what? He actually may be still alive. Let's see here. Well, first look up Bobby Bowden, then look up Joe Bowden and see if. Uh, okay, I just looked it up. Joe Bowden's still alive. Oh no, Bobby Bowden died in August of last year. Actually, on August eighth. Okay, I thought so. So yeah, little over Ooh. a year ago, he died. A year so. and a month ago. Rest in peace, Bobby Bowden. Everybody say a prayer. Uh, hey, and Florida State. Is Florida State back? People are asking. People LSU game are crazy. Asking. Hey, how about Vandy? 2-0. Mike Wright for Heisman. All right. Look, all right. I Damn it. I should not have steered this into college football. Play. Hey, come on. They, knew that got one of the, they got the best record possible in college football. Vandy, if the season ended today, Vandy would be in the college football playoff. Do you realize that? Oh, yeah. Not only would they be in it, but they would win it. How you guard Mike Wright? <laughs> how, 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 how do you, play you defense guard Mike Wright? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Elon didn't have an answer for him. No, but they almost came back. So, you know, there's still some kinks to work out. But the Clark Lee era, it seems to have taken a turn. The Vols are actually in the top 25 as well. So, the state of Tennessee, very successful week one. Man, man, Elon. Tough, tough, tough game against uh, – the FCS program. Okay. Uh, all right. Look, it's Titans. It's game week. 
uh, follow us uh, on all the socials. Tighten up pod. Get This is the time. This is the week right here. Your preparation for week one in the NFL season is to get your timeline on point, your social media timelines. So you have to go through and you have to start following all of the right follows to get you hype for this week. And the best way to do that is starting here with this podcast at tighten up pod on Instagram or on Twitter at tighten up podcast on Instagram. Okay. At tighten up pod on Twitter at tighten up podcast on Instagram, follow, hit the follow button for both of those. Not only because we're trying to get to a thousand before draft night, but also because we want to get you hype. And we already started, we already started giants hate week with a great clip of the Titans come from behind win against the giants back from the old VY days, a tremendous uh, blast from the past. A remember the Titan memory, if you will. And uh, so, yeah, so follow those two accounts. If you want to keep the follow train going, follow Jack A. Gentry on Twitter. Trust me, you're going to want to follow him on Sundays for sure. Uh, you, if you want to follow me, you can follow me as well at Austin Huff. Uh, my, I, I, they haven't said anything to me, but I feel like, um, I feel like just people in Chicago are annoyed with how much I tweet about the Titans. Uh, they're going to have to deal. I just, so that should, that should be my, your, the endorsement to follow me on Twitter because I just, I only, I feel like I only tweet about the Titans at this point. Honestly, I've, I've got a, I've got a problem. Um, so follow us, follow A to Z sports on all the socials. A to Z sports is literally your one-stop shop for all things Titans and all things football, all things, everything. Um, so uh, I'll just say all things, I guess. Uh, so follow A to Z sports. Jack, do you have anything for the road? Score prediction time. 28-13. Roger McCreary gets a pick. Kyle Phillips scores his first touchdown. Oh, damn, Jack. Okay, I'm going to say... I'm going to say... I'm going to say 25-17. Um, I'm going to say the, the, the late Giants touchdown. Both Giants touchdowns come on blown assignments in the secondary. Uh, big plays, two big plays, blown assignments, and but the second one comes late in the game to make it closer than the, uh, this to make the score closer than the game actually is. Okay, I like it. One and zero starts here. Hey, and Jack, you and I, we both predicted wins in our season prediction earlier this season. So. Seventeen and zero. You can't win them all if you don't win the first one. That's right. That's right. And luckily, Jack and I predicted that they will win the first one and every game thereafter. Uh, Okay. Uh, All right. We love you guys so much. Thank you so much for uh, sticking with us through this offseason. We've made it. uh, I was going to say pat yourself on the back, but pat yourself on the chest uh, for for that one. Just give yourself a nice, like, Matthew McConaughey, Wolf of Wall Street. Well, Charles Davis, yeah. Uh Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hell, yeah. Give yourself a Charles Davis right there on the the chest because we've made it. And we love you guys. We thank you so much for sticking with us through the desert that was the NFL offseason. We hope to continue to bring you great content. We appreciate those of you who get the show, who get us, and get all that we do. We love you guys, and we're so looking forward to this season. Let's go. Let's go win us. Let's go win us a freaking Super Bowl, okay? With all that said, until next week, tie it up. They've gone from being spoilers to starting six and oh since they moved to Tennessee to come.
They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the Tennessee Titans. They'll keep on fighting all the way. They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans.